0: Back to the JKR podcast today. We have Mind Baseball co-owner Lance O'Brien on the JKR podcast for the Baseball Business series, brought to you by Old Fort Baseball. Lance, super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Good, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. Not not all the time. You get to you know get a get a co-owner of a baseball bat company here on the podcast. You know, pretty unique bat company here. But before we dig into Mind Baseball and what you guys have done here past eight, ten years or so. I got one question I'd like to ask everybody that gets on the JKR podcast to get it started, and that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Lance O'Brien?
1: Yeah, well, again, thanks for having me on, man. Really pumped to be here. Obviously, we're a fan of your podcast. We've done some work over the past couple months and developed a good relationship, so I really appreciate you bringing me on to talk about Mind Baseball. Um, Like you mentioned, I'm one of the owners of Mind Baseball. Uh, My dad, Pete, and my brother, Miles, are the other two majority shareholders in the company um technically my title is COO chief operating officer but we're a small family business and what that means is pretty much everybody does everything so uh, my title might sound fancy um but I'm in here I ship bats I I take inventory I do the things that that you know requires what what needs to be required to uh to run a small family business in in today's age so so yeah man I I do a little bit of everything, but technically my title is COO. I'm one of the owners, Mind Baseball, and I'm happy to talk about uh, a lot about our company myself.
0: So. Okay, so you know, Mind Baseball, family-owned business. I believe from what we talked about before we started recording, this kind of you know came off another woodworking business you guys have, I believe, as a family. So, kind of take us through, you know, how that how it all started. You know, throw it, throwing it back to 2010, 2011. You know, working in the woodworking industry. How did this all come about to start? You know, Mind Baseball bats.
1: Yeah. So like you mentioned, we own another business together. Uh, That business was started by my dad, I think almost 40 years ago. Um, So I've grown up in the woodworking industry. We, we know wood, we know a lot about what makes different woods different from other woods. Um, It's all we do in the other business, that other business we've done about, I think to date, maybe $2 billion in sales um, across a bunch of different product ranges um, but basically what we do in that business is we represent different manufacturers from around the world who don't have a sales team and we sell for them. So we act as a sales team for guys in Italy and Brazil and Turkey and Canada and the UK who want to sell products in the US, but just don't know how. And a lot of it has to do with with the kitchen cabinetry industry and just woodworking in general. Um, so like I mentioned, one of the manufacturers that we that we worked with was this company out of Italy. And they're the largest manufacturer of paintbrush handles and rifle stock and wooden toothbrushes and toothpicks and basically anything that you can make out of wood, they dominate. Um, but they they got to the point where they've, you know, they've kind of reached the max of of their market share. Right. They're not going to grow too much more. So they came to us and, and we were kind of brainstorming different ideas of, of what they can use on their same machinery um and it's lathes and it's it's things that that we knew could turn a baseball bat and so the idea came up what if we make baseball bats um out of you know you guys have a great process um you can handle just about anything so so let's do baseball bats so the idea kind of you know started from there um that was 2010 they they wanted to kind of do it in their own way first um but Eventually, we came together, we came up as a, a joint group called at that time, it was uh, Mind Sport USA, um, LLC, they, we based it out of California, and we just started to make baseball bets and, and, you know, tried to sell it as best we could. The market was very different trying to sell a baseball bat then than it is now, um, as, is, as was anything as that you tried to sell in 2010 versus selling now. Um, you're probably too young to realize how difficult it was to, for you, the consumer or anybody else to realize like, Hey, I just want to go buy this one product. And like, it wasn't just let's click on an Instagram ad, let's go to the website, let's buy it. It was, all right, let me find out which real retailer might have this product, uh, where that closest retailer is. Okay. That guy's 45 minutes away. This one's an hour and a half away. So let's go buy that product. Right. It was So that's what we had to do. Just like anybody else, we we tried to hustle and and go to Dick's and and Shields and Academy and set up distribution so that that guys could just go walk down the street to buy a baseball bat because there's there was really no such thing as I'm going to put a baseball bat on my website and someone buy it. Right. Uh, And I'm going to talk to the consumer directly and have that guy buy this baseball bat and tell him why, you know, so you were relying on a lot of other people. So so that was kind of the 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 crux of how the whole project got started obviously we've come a long way since then Um, but yeah that's that's kind of where the idea came from.
0: Okay so you guys have that conversation with a company in Germany you're like okay let's make baseball bats take us through that process you know from that conversation all the way to where you guys were making bats in California you know maybe some of the difficulties that came along with that and just some of the lessons you guys learned throughout that process as you guys were making this thing happen.
1: Yeah so So it was interesting for a long time, I think about the first two or three years, the bats were exclusively made in Italy. So we said, Hey, you guys know how to do everything. You make the baseball bats. They made some amazing baseball bats for us, uh, which were the, um, one of the big things about our company that some of your listeners might not know is we use a different wood than, than most other baseball bat companies. We use European beech wood. Um, we were the pioneers of European beech wood in the United States. There was another company in, uh, in Europe that was making bats out of European beechwood wood. But um, the company that we work with, our manufacturing partners said, Hey, we've got the best European beechwood wood. You guys know what makes one wood better than another wood. And here's all the data that shows European beechwood would actually make a better baseball bat than maple or birch or ash or any other wood out there because of all of these factors. Right. So, so they started to make bats out of European beechwood we said, let's do it. Let's you guys make a couple of these. Um, they started to, and we started to get test samples in the hands of of people here, and the reaction was just awesome. It was like one of those things where it was like, as once we got the the models that that people really wanted, you know, we 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 said, let's uh, let's make sure we get a one ten turn and a two forty three, uh, maybe an I ten, uh, maybe an I thirteen. You know, let's let's just get some of these really popular models, um, get the right balance points. Let's get them in the hands of guys and people really like the bats right off the bat. So that was awesome. Um, so we said, okay, well, next step, let's let's get MLB certified. You know, let's let's go to MLB. So we went to MLB and they said, well, first thing you got to do is get European Beechwood as an approved species because we're not going to approve your company until we we validate that this is a a wood that should be used for a baseball bat. So while we felt like we were woodworking experts and we knew the difference between what made European Beach would a better wood than another wood. MLB had to do their own research, and they said we've got to look into this wood. We have to make sure that that this wood is actually going to to be the wood that some of our guys and we feel confident that we can get in the hands of some of these guys. So, so that was a you know we'll probably go into that whole process, but um, we got European beech wood approved as an MLB uh, wood species. Then we got our bats approved as an MLB uh, bat, and we decided that we wanted to actually start making the bats, not in California. That's where uh, we were, uh, the corporation was, but we were going to make the bats in Talco, Texas, which is about two and a half hours outside of Dallas. And so we actually set up, um, we bought a, a wooden baseball bat manufacturing company. Um, we kind of bought all their equipment. We've got all the guys from Italy to come over. They spent like, I don't know, it felt like six months or a year here with us, showing us the entire process on how to do the things their way um and we made baseball bats here for under our name and then we made baseball bats for a lot of other uh popular brands out there a lot of their wood bats and so we were making bats um i can't remember how many we were making at that time but it was it was a good amount per day of, of wooden baseball bats not just for ourselves but for everybody else and and we did that for um about three years until we you know unfortunately had to shut down that project um and then we relaunched everything in 2020. So. So that's that's how we got from the bats being made in Italy to the bats being made in uh, East Texas. And now the bats are again made in Italy because we kind of learned our lesson.
0: OK, so, you know, before you guys, you know, credit before you guys, you know, bought that facility there in Texas. Was it was it still you, your dad and your brother that were all involved in the company or was it mainly you? You know, at that point, while you guys were just you know distributing the bats, well, like what did what did that look like when it came to, you know, who had those different roles and how did that all look like?
1: Yeah, that was that was mainly my dad and another business partner uh obviously there was a team underneath underneath that and that we were all kind of a part of but those are the two that were driving basically that and more with the company so um we hired obviously we we had a couple manufacturing plants with our other business and so we kind of took some of those people that were manufacturing other products for us in our other business and now said hey we like how you guys manufacture stuff. So now you're going to manufacture baseball bats. Um, And so, yeah, man, it was, it's, it's one of those lessons that you wish you don't have to go through, but they teach you a lot of things whenever you go through that kind of stuff um, on what makes a decision right from wrong. And that was definitely a wrong decision, but we learned a lot from it. So um, yeah that's
0: awesome so so take us through that that you said six to eight months or so those italian those italians were you know in texas showing you guys how to make those bats you know take us through that whole process of you know learning how to make bats you know just that day-to-day of them going in there they're experts you kind of coming in as you know i i guess probably a beginner when it comes to actually making bats you know what did that whole six to eight months kind of look like
1: yeah um well, I'll just say that we never got it right. I'll, I'll just say that we, we got a lot of things right. Uh, we sold a lot of bats. We made a lot of bats for other baseball bat companies that they sold today, you know, well-known brands, um, that they approved the bats. Um, but the bats that that they were making in Italy under the, at that time it was called Manelli under the Manelli name, um, we can never get right. And I'll give you one example. On our bats, we have this soft touch grip. Um, you can't really see it in the, in probably on video, but basically it's this is kind of a matte, you know, matte feel, just like any other bat. And this has got like this rubberized soft touch grip on it. It feels really cool in the hands. It's, it's one of those things that when we're at a trade show or when, whenever someone grabs our bat for the first time, it's one of the first things that they notice is just how our handles feel because it feels, it feels nice. It's got a little tack to it. Um, some guys don't even wear gloves or put any tar on it because they just like how it feels in their hands, you know? So this is a special thing for, that our manufacturing partner came up with, you know, 80 years ago and they've been doing it for years and years and years. They came, they gave us all the same raw material. All the guys that were involved in the process were there to train us. They showed us step-by-step how to do it and we can never get it right. Like no matter how much they taught us, no matter how much they were there, no matter like double checking, are you sure this is the right part? Are you sure this is it? Is this the correct mixture quantity? Is this how you apply it? We just couldn't get it right. It was it was just just one of those things where you, it sounds so easy on paper. Hey, just bring everybody over here, show us how it's done. Um, but people are manufacturing experts for a reason. You know, there's companies that that get to that point and are the cream of the crop because, because they've been doing it for so long. And, and there's a reason that, that they're still in business and they're number one. You know, it's not just blind luck. It's not, you can't just copy and paste things. Um, so that's one of the big lessons that we learned. Yeah, those guys were there. And, and yeah, we made a lot of baseball bats. Uh, they taught us a lot of things, but there's just some things that you can't replicate no matter, you know, sometimes it's just, okay, maybe it's the altitude of where they make bats in Italy versus where we were making bats and, you know, like basic, elevation texas you know or maybe it's the humidity or maybe it's the weather maybe there's just these things that you just can't control um so that was a big learning lessons for sure on on you know just trying to recreate something that somebody else does
0: yeah so going through those three years where you guys you know we're going through that experiment going through that project did you guys have to hire you know some um, additional imp- employees to work on that but that bat making process what did that kind of look like
1: yeah, we had we had a lot of employees at the bat ma- manufacturing facility. Um, so we had, I think maybe it was about five or six guys that were running the lines at all times. Um, we had two guys just working the engraving machine because we'd have, you know, 80 to 100 uh, bats to be engraved every day. And so uh, you have to have guys that are running just the engraving machine specifically. And then we had guys that were, um, you know, part of the sales team, trying to, trying to grow our brand. So we had our national uh, sales rep. He was up in Wisconsin. Um, We had guys here locally that we were trying to work with. So we, we were uh, for a company that was, you know, not making any money. We were hiring a lot of people to try to help us grow the brand, which is, you know, like I said, it's kind of one of those things that you had to do, but one of our big focuses was, was to get an MLB. Um, And so once we got European Beechwood approved as a, as a wood species, we uh, went to spring training. We just basically, you know, it's the it's the equivalent of cold calling where you just roll up, nobody knows who you are, start handing bats into people's hands and telling them why your bats are great. And it's guys who, uh, you know, you see on TV every day, but we had guys like uh, we convinced Prince Fielder to swing our bats and Mitch Moore. A lot of the Texas Rangers swinging our bats. Justin Morneau was swinging our bats. Some of the guys on the the Brewers were swinging our bats. Uh, on the Twins were swinging our bats. And so we had, we had probably – At that point, you know, for our first year, uh, maybe 10 to 15 guys swinging our bats, which was pretty good considering nobody else in the country knew who we we were, you know, Um, but that was a major focus for us. So a lot of our energy and effort um, was going towards that, you know, and on the backside, we had guys making a lot of private label bats for other companies out there. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I mean, going in person to spring training or wherever it happens to be. I mean, it's still, I mean, that's still huge within the game of baseball. You know, I saw, um, well, cool, cracking back grip. I know you guys have some sort of partnership with them. They've, I, mean, I know, Brian's went along and done done a little bit of stuff like that. Um, there's another couple sunflower seeds that are coming out that I saw all spring training passing their stuff around to all these major league guys. I mean, right. I've done it on a minor scale when it comes to actually, like, actually, um, like high school baseball prospects, guys who are committed to schools. Like, I'll go to the the, big, the biggest and the best tournaments across the country you know pass out my business card be like hey run a baseball I run I a, run a baseball podcast would love to have you on this and that you no know, I mean it's huge there uh but as we dig so I mean that's that's still the same when it comes to kind of that but let's dig into the difference you mentioned that you know selling bats back in 2010 2011 a lot different than you know what it is now here in 2023 so you mentioned the, the distribution dick Sporting Goods you know going to actual retailers what did that kind of look like? What was your guys's, I guess, scheme when it come to, you know, all right, here, let's go to this retail retailer, let's, you know, p- pitch our product there. What did that whole thing look like? And then, like, what did it? How, what was the process of getting into certain, you know, retail source?
1: Yeah, um, that's just straight hustling, man. I mean, it's 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 kind of the nice thing for us is, like I mentioned, I keep referencing the other business that we have. Um, that's what we're good at in the, our other business is is working with some of the largest companies in that industry and just get in front of the right people and making the right connections and then just kind of being on them and and uh and you know saying hey this is this we got and then kind of putting your sales hat out on and, and selling your product. Um same thing we had to our rep up in Wisconsin actually had a connection with with Shields um which I'm sure you're familiar with um and so he got us in the door with with shields and and we set up a couple locations as, as test locations um, you know it, it it was just tough it was just tough because we're we're a brand new brand um, we had just gotten into MLB we had a couple places that were distributing our product but not that many you know we we worked nice the nice thing for us is because we were here local in Dallas uh, this is where dbat started up and we actually start, developed a really good Um, connection with the DBAT guys. And so for a little bit there, a lot of DBAT locations had our bats. Um, We were, we kind of had a little partnership with them just because they were so fresh here in the market. They started here locally. We were here locally. Um, So that's, that's where a lot of locations first heard about mind baseball was through their local DBAT. But yeah, I mean, the, the getting to big box stores is just, it's about finding the right connections, making a lot of calls, and then once you finally get that right person, you know, just developing a personal connection with them and and selling your product as best you can. So really it never we never landed the big dicks or academy or shields deal. It was all small scale for us. Um, but Dbat was a good one for us to to get in the door with. And that's that's where we made some headway uh, back then.
0: So you mentioned that that okay, so when you guys comes to, you know, you said 2014 to 2016 was the years that you guys were shut down. Is that is that the years or
1: No. So, so 2014, 2016 were the years that we, we were MLB approved. So that's when we were selling bats or to the MLB guys, we had guys swinging our bats for a few years there. Um, unfortunately it would just cost a lot of money to be MLB licensed every year. I mean, it costs a lot of money to run a baseball manufacturing facility and it costs a lot of money to hire the people that we had, um, and at that point, the direct consumer were basically you set up your own website and sell directly to the customer and advertise on Facebook and Instagram it was so new that we just weren't ready to pivot to that point, you know. And so um, unfortunately, we had to declare bankruptcy as a company in 2016. Uh, we closed everything down. Uh, we we shut down basically the Mind Sport USA name um, and we re- relaunched everything in 2020 under the Let's go directly to the customer. Um, let's set up a warehouse. Um, let's set up a warehouse, let's set up a website and and let's have the bats manufactured in Italy because they made at the end of the day, everybody always talked about how that quality bat was the bat that they loved more than more so than the stuff that we were making for a lot of the reasons that I made (laughs) made sure that I pointed out. Um but yeah, I mean that was that was a tough thing for us, but throughout it all, you know, in those kind of three i'll just call it like kind of a two three year downtime because we made the decision in 2019 to relaunch everything um we just heard so much feedback on man the bats that you guys made you know those italian bats those were the bats i mean those things changed my game you know that was that was just that was a bat that i've never swung a bat like that and so that really encouraged us to get back out there okay let's if we're gonna start from scratch let's do this the right way now we've got the customer's information. We can set up a website. We don't need uh, distribution to start out with. We can make a big impact just selling directly to the customer and advertising directly to them. Um, and it was a lot easier to do now for any company to, to set up and do that. So, so that, that was the driving force behind us relaunching. And so we relaunched under uh, the name Goat Bats, LLC, which is why you kind of see the goat uh, on, on a lot of our material. It's on the coin of, of our bats. Um, so that's that's our mascot. But we kept the name Mind Baseball um, just so that guys who loved our bats at one point could come back and find us.
0: So what the bats mean made, made in Italy now? Like, how does that work when it comes to actually a customer goes? They go on Mind Baseball. They go. They order a bat. Does it go straight from Italy to the customer? Do you guys have a warehouse? What exactly does that distribution look like right now? You know, through this this second stint of Mind Baseball.
1: Yeah. So great question. Um, All the bats are manufactured in Italy. We've got a a great hand in that process as well in terms of what bats uh, to manufacture. Um, All the bats are manufactured there. We get them in about a thousand to 2000 at a time here in, in our office. Now we're in Irving, Texas, just outside of Dallas. You can see this is one of our little bat rooms um, that we stock everything here. And so the nice thing is a customer places their order and we ship it out usually same day if we got the bat in Uh, most of the time we do um we don't offer a ton of customization on our website unlike you know most companies offer you know you can change the color to a black or brown or blue or pink or whatever you want um we can't we go with what we call the Tesla model which is hey these are our bats we're gonna we're not gonna give you a pink bat we're gonna give you a great bat these bats are gonna stand out and they're gonna show off um, so just trust us that the finish is going to blow your friends away and the bat's going to be super high quality. Um, we're not going to let you make a ton of adjustments because we're the experts in terms of what makes a bat great. Um, we've done a lot of research into it. We've been through the ups and downs. We've seen the highs and lows. Um, so trust us, buy one of the bats that we've got listed and we're going to ship it to you and you'll be in three to five days. Um, so yeah, we have the bats here. Everything's humidity controlled and all of the, in all of our bat rooms we've got a humidity uh gauge just to make sure that that humidity is right in the room we've got humidifiers in every room just to make sure the bats are are kept at the right climate control temperature and then we ship out from here okay so
0: you've kind of dug into it there a couple minutes ago but if you could kind of go through what that business plan and just what that mindset was that first stint with you know mind was it mine baseball usa llc was the name Mind. Um, Mindsport sport. Okay. So take us through that business the business plan, the I guess just the mindset of that first stint with Mind Sport. So you know when you guys relaunched there in 2019, 2020, well, how's that compared to that business plan and that mindset going into that time as well?
1: Yeah, it was basically completely opposite, right? So when we started the company, the first thing we thought is, let's start at the top. Let's go straight to MLB. Let's work our, you know, those guys are gonna swing our bats. We'll be able to use, you know, all the images of them using our bats, and then we'll help. That'll help us get into Dix or get into Academy or get into Shields, because we can point to these guys swinging our bats. They'll bring the bats in, they'll list the bats out, and then we'll sell bats that way, right? Um, that's super hard. That's that's such a tough way to go to market, because because one, you've got to convince pros who have been swinging the same bat their entire, you know, let's call it for 10 years, 15 years, they've fallen in love with the wood bat. You know, baseball players, how superstitious they are. And it's just like, this is my bat, man. I'm not switching this bat. So it's so hard, one, to convince them. And then two, you can't actually use any image of a baseball player, um, you know, in their baseball gear as advertisement for your company, right? So there's there's very strict rules in that regard. And also to be MLB licensed every year, which it takes to get these guys to swing your bat, it, it costs $50,000 per year uh, as a licensing fee. So it's a huge price to pay to keep these guys so to try to, to start at this point and most of these guys you know there's so few mlb players that your pool is not that big right so you're trying to sell a small amount of bats to a small amount of guys to try to funnel down the other way right so it's a it's a small funnel at the top and your big funnels at the bottom which you're trying to that's where you make your money by selling bats to everybody we relaunched the company we said all right let's just do it the opposite let's get Everybody who wants to swing a bat, let's just advertise to them. It doesn't matter if you're six years old and want to swing the best youth wood bat that you ever swung, because we use the same pro-grade wood in our youth bats that we do in our and our uh, pro bats. Or if you're a coach that wants to swing a fungo, or whoever you are that you just want to swing a super high-quality wood bat, let's get these guys to start swinging our wood bats first, and then let's work down from there. And hopefully, sometime these guys will, a couple of these guys will get to the point to where. They make it to the MLBs, they make it to the pros, and they say, hey, man, I want to swing your bat in the pros, so let's get this licensing fee done. And uh, at that point, it makes it a lot easier because you've got all these guys that are already buying your product, that have already fallen in love with your product, and now it's it's working its way down to a smaller funnel. So it, it starts at a big funnel and goes down to a, a small little bit uh, of the guys who actually make it to that point that they can start swinging the bat. So completely opposite mindset, completely opposite business model. Um, but we really feel confident this is the right way to go about it. And so our goal is, our plan has always been uh, to relaunch and get back into MLB in, in 2024. Um, we could have gotten in at any point. Our bats are, uh, you know, we know the the, the testing criteria. We have we have some of the highest standards in the industry in terms of uh, the, our manufacturing process. So we can get into MLB at any point, but we decided let's just let's let the tsunami grow a little bit. And then we'll get back to that point uh, whenever we feel that there's going to be some guys who actually have already fallen in love with our bats.
0: All right. So throwing it back, I got one more question when it comes to that first step with that first business plan, and that comes with the major league licensing. So take us through, especially for you guys, with your guys' process being a little bit longer than other bat companies, what was that process like of, you know, getting your guys' bat species certified and then getting your guys' company certified? What did that major league licensing process kind of look like?
1: yeah it was it was an ordeal man for sure that is it's no joke to get to get your bats approved i mean um it's it's for good reason too because you know in the early 2000s there was maple bats breaking everywhere there was basically no criteria in terms of what bat was being sold to the pro guys you know it was you could use any kind of quality wood with any kind of Grain slope, and it was you know guys were getting bats that the grain would go like this on the bat, uh, you know, and it was they were just breaking and being super dangerous. So, so they they take their wood bat approval very seriously. Um, The testing is is insane. You know, they they basically said there's a specific point, um, eighteen inches from the end of the bat to that's the most uh, important for impact um, for structure that they need to test. And basically they, they send a baseball 150 miles an hour at that point over and over and over again, and your bat can only break. I think it was maybe two times out of 20, you know, think about that 150 mile an hour pitch to this, the worst, the least resistant point on a baseball bat and your bat can't break more than a handful of times, you know, so it's the the testing criteria is insane. Um, but you learn a lot from it, right? Because it's, where are my strong points? Where are my weak points? Um, they tell you about all right. The density of your wood needs to be this or below if we're going to be able to approve it, or this and a uh, this and above uh, for the bat to be structurally sound. And so you learn. It's a it's a lot of back and forth with them. The process is very long, um, but because it was a new species, we learned a lot about the density that made the best European beechwood, which a lot of companies don't get because most bat companies are just approving their best So they they make a good bat. As long as it's made out of maple or birch, they send it to them, or now beech. Um, and as long as their bat passes that that testing criteria, their bat passes. There's not a lot of like, like back and forth, right? With European beach wood getting European beechwood approved, there was a lot of like, okay, this is the European beechwood that will be approved. This type of density, this, you know, Here's the the criteria of your grains. This is these are the different things that that your that make a European beach wood bat uh, MLB approved. And here's the things that make a European beach wood not approved. You know, which a lot of companies don't get because um, because they're not going through the entire wood species process. So we got a little bit of it took a lot longer, but we got a lot more insight than I think most bat companies get uh, whenever they're going through that process. So it was. It's it's a crazy test. Um, the their whole testing criteria and results page is is all confidential, or else we'd send it out or post it on our website. Um, but there's some stuff, you know, we we take basically a little bit of, of uh, snippets from that and, and send it out to people. It's just like a man, you got to see this. It's it's insane the the type of process you have to go through. So it's you know it's. Uh, your bat has to withstand a break at this mile an hour here, 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 here. But then that 18 inches in from the the end of your bat is, is the cra- the critical one. That's just, it was the hardest one for us to test. But once you get it right, it's then, you know, right. And then it's, a, then it's all gravy from there.
0: Okay. So you guys get major league licensed. I know you said that you guys were going out to spring training. You've got a lot of Rangers swinging your bat brewers, Prince fielder. You know, that's a big name that sticks out there, but you know, you guys get major league license, you know, what is that game plan there from there? You know, are you guys like, okay, we need to target this team, this team, the Rangers, because they're in Texas. What was that game plan there? And then now for the second stint with that goal of, you know, 2024 being that next time you guys, you know, try to get that licensing, what is that game plan going into that as well?
1: Yeah. um, Again, it's, it's totally different now than it was then. Right. I mean, it's, it's a similar mindset in terms of like, all right, who are we going to work with? Back then it was, all right, who, who can we get to swing our bats? You know, who can we walk up to? Who's there at the same time as us? And who can we say – who can we have something in common with? So, obviously, we're right down the street from Arlington. We just made a connection right away with the Texas Rangers guys. Uh, we were there. That was when Ron Rod- Washington was the coach. Uh, he had his own personal SSK fungo that he used forever – and we basically replicated that same fungo and showed up the next day with, with his new fungo. And we said, Hey man, here's your new fungo. Um, he thought that was hilarious. So we, we just, it's a personal connection as much as you can. Like I said, it's kind of like cold calling major league players. Like, Hey man, check out this bat, try this out. The nice thing again is because we have that soft touch grip. It's, it's something that nobody's has ever felt on a baseball bat before. So just that is, is a selling point in itself. It gets people to stop and say, Whoa, what's, what's this about, you know? Um, but it was just who you feel comfortable with. Like we, because we had our national sales rep up in Wisconsin, he made some connection with the brewers. He, he knew a couple people people um, within the baseball industry that got us connections with like Justin Morneau that was playing for the twins at the time. So he was swinging our bat, but yeah, it's, there's really there's really no rhyme or reason to it it's just like who do you feel comfortable with who can you set up a connection with uh because it's a lot like cold calling you know it's and it's on a sales call um you probably know this reaching out to guys like the guys that are going to respond to the ones that you can make a little personal connection with more so than the guys who you really have nothing in common with you know so that's that's why a lot of the rangers um we're swinging our bats there and then now it's it it's a lot different because we have a lot of guys reach out to us you know it's because we're able to use the power of social media um and and things like this podcasting obviously was around but not nearly how it is now um guys hear about us in a lot of different ways and so we we have a lot of guys already that are minor league players that have reached out to us agents of minor leaguers and pro guys have reached out to us and say hey man you guys MLB approved because we've got some, some inquiries on guys that want to swing your bats. Um, We've got the bats in a lot of high prospect kids' hands that, that love the bats. Um, So if a couple of those guys hit, you know, then they'll hopefully want to carry that on with them uh, as they they move up the ranks. So it's very different in terms of uh, where we're going. We we just feel like this is a much more organic way to do it. Um, The other way was super forced. It was a lot of like, we're selling you guys at that point and trying to convince you versus now it's a lot of guys who have fallen in love with our bats and already been convinced because they've organically used our bats and we didn't, we didn't sell them on the bats. You know, at one point we did, obviously they, they had to buy it for a certain reason, but um, now it's guys who are just like, dude, I love your bat and, and I'm getting to this level and I want to use your bat, you know? And so, um, that was always our plan going out of this route is is let's just throw a big net out there and see who we catch. Uh, and hopefully some of these guys turn into guys that swing our bats next year.
0: OK, so you, as you talk about as you talk about social media, let's go ahead. Let's dig into, you know, the whole marketing scheme for Mind Baseball, the branding as well. So starting off, you know, what went into that naming process? You know, what does Mind stand for something? You know, what exact? Why exactly did you guys decide to be? Mind Sport at first, and then now Mind Baseball here. You know, you know what went into that naming process?
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty simple. Our manufacturing uh, partner, their name is Minelli. It's a family business that has been around for eighty years. Um, they were the inspiration for the baseball bat, and so we just instead of calling it Minelli, we called it Mine. We thought that would be easy to remember. Uh, mind Sport USA feels like it <laughs> rolled off the time, off the lips at that time. But it really doesn't um so when we relaunched we just relaunched it as mind baseball so it was it's pretty simple why why the name is 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 there but it was funny we were i was shooting a a video a couple weeks ago out in south carolina um and one of the college coaches that that was there at the facility he was like weren't you guys there you know at one of these shows like 10 years ago and you had these shirts that said uh, my beach kicks maple's ash or something like that and I was like yeah that was we made some stuff <laughs> like that so we always have like we have some shirts that you know that we can use the name mine but we actually just got these in I'll show you so we got these shirts that say mine is better you know and so we can all we can use the name mine a lot of different ways but but that's it's pretty simple how it came up it was just the company that uh, the our manufacturing partner their family name is Minnelli they came up with the they were the inspiration for the idea. So we just decided to let's stick with it and make something easy. So mind baseball. Okay.
0: So so as we dig into actually the marketing part of it, you know, social media, like you've talked about, you know, huge nowadays, you know, you're, you know, making, making connections, networking with so many different people. You know, that's also for me kind of how I've built the podcast as well. But with this, you know, you have these podcast sponsorships. You guys, that collaboration with Baseball Bat Bros. You know, what type of effect, what type of effect does this have on the company? And what, like, I guess, just what is that plan? You know, as you guys, you know, look at social media and look at all these different collaborations.
1: Yeah. So, um, all of our advertising, all of our marketing, just goes into social media for the most part. I mean, it's I would say ninety five percent of of our marketing budget goes into social media ads or working with podcasting guys like yourself. Um that's that's the only way we're growing right now. You know, it's 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 how you find it's a lot of like how any other direct consumer brand is is growing nowadays. It's it's how much are you willing to invest into the social media marketing platforms. Um and your videos are enticing or your photos or your content is enticing enough for people to want to click on or to be interested in click on it. And then to go to your website and that'd be a place that guys feel comfortable buying a baseball bat from or whatever the product is um tons of you know a new company starts up probably every 10 seconds that that is a new idea of somebody that just launched a website and starts running social media ads and and sells people on their product through their website or through the ad you know and so it's it's how we feel is the best to reach the widest amount of people um you know obviously there's there's what you see in your hand every single day as you're scrolling you're like man this is they just like know they just know me you know it's like i i think something and then i get an ad for it you know it's and that's the scary part about social media but it's it's if you use it properly um a brand like ours can really get in front of a lot of people's faces really quickly as long as as you're using the right tools and so um we try to make some high quality video. We try to make some more like authentic videos with guys who they've used our bats and they just are like, man, I love your bats. Can I get a free bat? As long as I, you know, say X, Y, Z about your company or, or whatever, you know, they, they basically, I'm just like, yeah, just, you know, be authentic. Tell us about your experience with our baseball bats. um, And send us some videos and we'll cut it up and run it on social media. And we'll send you a free bat as, as a thank you, you know, Um, so it's, we try to do a little bit of, of the high professional stuff with a little bit of the more organic stuff. And, and that seems to work really well yeah. for us.
0: No, I mean, it, I mean, I, I assume it probably works pretty well because, you know, as I scroll through, I mean, obviously your guys' page, but also, you know, other back companies that I've partnered with. I think the way that you guys use social media is great. I think you guys have a, a great plan when it comes to it. looks, you know, really high quality. It looks very professional. I've always been a fan of, you know, scrolling through and, you know, whether, it, whether it's an ad that pops up or an actual post you guys have, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, seeing your guys' content. But you said 95%. So let's say that other five percent, does that come with, you know, brand ambassadors? I know NIL is huge nowadays. Like, what is that? What what's your guys' thoughts there on brand ambassadors beyond, you know, if you make this video, we'll give you a free bat. Is there anything there with NIL? What does that kind of look like?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, that. When we started, restarted the company in 2020, NIL wasn't a thing, right? It it was that's a very new thing that happened within the last like 18 months um, that you can actually compensate college athletes for for you know talking about your brand. So it's it's been something that we've had to learn our way through, just like every other brand out there with working with athletes, what you can do, what you can't do. Um, We use a great platform called Market Price, uh, which a lot of athletes are on. So that they kind of handle all the accounting and and paying for us, so that we don't have to pay somebody and then work on whether this guy gets a W two or or W nine or whatever it is. Um, that they don't actually have to get, you know, we don't have to fill anything out payroll wise. So we basically we we send guys through Market Price. They can apply to one of our campaigns. Um, these are guys that sometimes they know nothing about our company. Sometimes they do. Um, sometimes they're just guys that one of their teammates was using our bats, and and they want to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. And so they say, hey, if uh, if you you know pay me a small amount of money and you give me a couple bats, um, I'll rep you guys however I can, you know. And and so yeah, I would say about five percent of our budget is spent on on guys like that that, that apply to one of our campaigns on market price. And then most of those guys end up falling in love with our bats, you know? And so we, we developed some long-term deals with them. We do have a couple ongoing ambassador programs with, with guys that we, um, they're not just one-offs They're every month. Hey man, we just, we really believe in you. We want you to be part of our team. Um, one of the guys that we work with currently is called Ian Jenkins. You might've seen him. He's a hitting coach, um, on social media. And so he uses our bats. He wears our gear. We do a joint post, uh, I think twice a month with him, and and part of that is is he's part of our ambassador team, and so he's he gets a small little bit of budget, he gets some free gear here or there, um, but that's that works out really well for us because it's it's not just selling people on baseball bats, it's he's providing some type of insight, some value to baseball players. That's not just hey swing this baseball bat, it, it's here's how to do you know. Here's how to change your swing. Here's how to change your feel to reel. You know, here's here's a lot of things that are just valuable to a guy. It's not just buy this baseball bat. You know, so we we want to do some things like that too that provide value to. guys instead of just always trying to sell all the time
0: yeah so you also said that you have agents reaching out to you for you know some of their players to actually use you know a mind baseball bat for the most part is that guys who are actually playing in pro ball or they're even some you know guys who are advising players in college you know their draft advisors or you know nil agents because there's a lot of those nowadays as well when that happens are you maybe pushing these college kids to market price as well or do you you know work Beyond market price, if if they're actually doing the outreach to you guys,
1: yeah, I would say most of the time, if we don't know the agent or we don't know who's reaching out to us, we'll we'll direct them to market price for sure. Um, there are a couple guys that we work with that that we kind of know the agent from just you know throughout the years um, where we work with them directly uh, and they they kind of facilitate the money to the player um but yeah most of the time if someone reaches out to us and we don't know who they are it can be guys if we have guys reach out to us where hey man i i rep xyz player he plays for the you know reds or whatever you know any any M O B player and and hey i've got some minor league guys and i've got some college guys and, and i just want you to send me a ton of bats and all that kind of stuff We just direct them to market price because because we just don't know those guys. You know, we don't know what kind of connection that they're going to actually put in front of their whoever they say they're going to. And so it makes a lot more sense for us to let's sign this little written contract on market price. Let's get the bats in your guys' hands, but in a way that also benefits us as a company.
0: Okay. So last segment here, let's actually dig into the actual bat itself. I know you've, you know, from conversations we've had before, you've talked about a little bit before you've talked about it a little bit, you know, here on the podcast, you know, beach is a little bit stronger wood than when it comes to maple, birch and, uh, um, ash. or yeah, maple, ash and birch, correct? Um, yeah, so those,
1: we, are the, those are the three popular ones. So, you know,
0: beach is a little bit stronger wood there. You know, what are those benefits of using European beach compared to those three other, you know, big big type of wood
1: yeah so there's three main things um one is durability so beech wood is is a denser wood for the most part on average than maple birch or ashes um we say that to people and there's always guys that, that say well yeah man but this and but this and but this so what we did is we took the prime grade maple birch and ash uh wood species we bought hundreds of billets of of each one, um, basically the the top of the line. I mean, it was just for the billet, just for the block of the wood, it was 50 to $60 just for the block. That's not even a bat turned out of it. That's just the wood. This is the stuff that that the pros swing from, right? This is the best of the best that, that guys swing, uh, that most bat companies save just for their cream of the crop. We took the top-graded maple, birch, and ash wood billets, sent it to Italy. We said, hey, we want you to make the exact same bat out of this. And then we want you to test for durability. So they made the same bat. They made a bat that looks just like this. It was uh, based off a one ten model. They basically took all those billets. They use you know just our standard European beach uh, billets that they had there. They sent them to an independent lab to test uh, for durability. And basically that what that lab did is they recreated that test that I was telling you from MLB, where they took uh, uh, a force, uh, a pressure point, and they applied it to eighteen this point that's 18 inches in from the barrel. Um, and they calculated how much force it required to break each one of those bats. And then they said, okay, we're gonna test all the maple and all the birch and all the beech and all the ash. Um, so that could actually give us some, some proof on what happened. And the cool thing was that European beach wood, on average was 8% harder to break than maple and birch was. And the top three scores were all European beech and seven of the top 10 were European beech. And so it just really proved to, to I mean we kind of knew it because we know all the factors that that about wood and what makes one wood better than another. But it really just put some some numbers to paper and said, hey, we know that European beech wood is more durable than maple and birch. And for most baseball players, especially guys that that aren't at that point, they spend 150, 200, 250 bucks on a wood baseball bat, and they just want something that that holds up a little bit better than other bats. So that was number one. So it's a more durable wood species. Number two, um, European beechwood transfers more energy to the ball than maple does because of the stiffness of the wood. So a lot of guys always think like more flex is better, right? If you if you got a wood baseball bat, I want some with more flex. Actually, what happens if you have flex in your bat is when the ball connects with the bat and it flexes, the energy from that ball is transferred and dis- distributed throughout the bat, right? So you're, you're, the flex the ball, when it hits the bat, energy is moved throughout the bat and away from the ball. If a wood, if a bat is stiffer, if a wood bat is stiffer, when the ball hits the bat, because that bat is stiffer, it's not flexing. The energy is kept at that point of contact. And whenever it's, whenever the ball exits, the energy is transferred back to the ball. And so you actually keep a lot more energy with a stiffer wood. So that's one of the reasons that European beach wood Guys get in, they're like, man, this bat has so much more pop. It's because it's a stiffer wood than maple is. It's a stiffer wood than most bats are, uh, most woods are, and so guys experience a lot more energy transfer to the ball. So that's where that pop comes from. Okay. And then three, um, it's got a bigger sweet spot than than maple and birch does, and that has to do with the straightness of the grains and just how a grain from a European beech wood compares to a maple and birch, and so. European beech wood is what some people consider a dead sounding wood. It just has a different vibration pattern than maple and birch does and sweet spot. The way that you, that you can actually calculate that is by how much vibration you feel in your hands when you hit the ball at different points on the, on the barrel. Right? So that's actually how someone would measure for sweet spot. It's not just a, a when you, when you say like what a sweet spot is, it's how much energy is transferred to the ball with how little vibrations in your hands like that's that's the the technical but what you're actually doing is is you're hitting the ball at different points on the barrel how much vibration you can feel in your hands and because european wood transfers vibrations differently throughout the bat than maple and birch does because it's a dead sounding wood vibration is more evenly distributed than it is on a maple or birch wood bat and so what guys automatically say is they hit the ball and they're like man this thing feels like it has a huge sweet spot it feels like it's from here to here you know Versus most of my bats, is, it's this small amount. It's because what they're feeling in their hands is not a ton of vibration. And the ball is is performing really well because of, you know, some of the energy transfer stuff I talked about um, due to the stiffness of the wood. And so they don't feel vibration. The ball flies. And they're like, this bat has a huge sweet spot. And so sweet spot is super hard to measure on a baseball bat, you know, to talk about, but that's, that's the reason why it, it has, it feels like an enormous sweet spot it's because you don't feel a lot of vibration in your hands and so it's a harder wood more durable wood it had, transfers more energy to the ball and it feels like it has a huge sweet spot so those okay. are three reasons why european beachwood is a, a better wood than than others out there
0: okay so does the sweet spot stay the same on the different style of bats that you guys offer i saw speed power max power balanced and i believe there was a fifth one that you guys offer you know as a bat for mine baseball but does that sweet spot stay the same? And then a second question to that, you know, what is the differences of how those different bats are made?
1: Yeah, so great question. Um, the answer the answer is, yeah. I mean, obviously, the vibration is going to transfer differently depending on where you hit the ball on the bat. You know, that, that comes just down to experience how well you're hitting the ball if you're comparing our one model of our bat to another model of our bat. Um, but because we're using only the highest graded European beechwood with the straightest grains, vibration is going to be similar as long as you're hitting it on the similar spot of the barrel right it's it's if you're hitting this spot of your barrel every single time the vibration is going to feel good every single time but that's that's a lot to do with the qualities of european beachwood um, we make five main models of probats uh, speed balance balance and loaded power and max power those are all based off of popular turns um, the speed bat was based off a of 280 turn, which Barry Bonds made super popular. That's, that's one that Prince Fielder swung. Balance is based off a of 110 turn. Um, Balance and load is a 271 turn. The power is, is originally based off the I-13. Now it's based more off of like the Mike Trout, the MT-27. And then the max power is the AJ-35 uh, bat turn model. And so those, those bats are all slightly different in different ways. You know, the speed the speed bat has a huge bell knob that keeps a lot of the balance point towards the end of, towards your hands more so than towards the end of the barrel. So that's for guys that, that want something that they can really swing through the zone really quick contact hitters, love the bat or just guys like Prince Fielder or Barry bonds who don't need the extra density in the barrel and just want something they control quicker. Cause they've got all the power in the world. They like a bat that they can whip faster because they just want something that they can connect on the same barrel point every single time. Right. So, so there's a lot of different guys that swing the speed of bat. Balance is just, I mean, it's our most popular selling bat. It's for a guy that's swinging wood for the first time that just wants something that feels like a, a metal bat. Um, we sell a ton of balance bat more so than any other bat that we offer. Um, the reviews are great on it. Balanced and loaded, similar to the balance bat, but it's got more of a traditional knob than a taper knob. Power bat is also very similar to the balance bat, but it's got the balance point is a little bit closer to the barrel than it is to the hands. So guys that want just a little bit more of an end loaded feel to their bat, love the power bat because they, they like, they like the tapered flare knob. They like how it feels in their hands, but it just gives them a little bit extra. And then we've got the max power, which is our bat that just has a massive 2.8 six inch uh, barrel diameter. Um, That's just for guys that they like, Hey man, I just want the biggest barrel that you got. I need something that that can, can juice me up. Um, so, so that's a Max Power bat. We used to sell a ton of those bats because the name is Max Power, and so we had to do a lot of educating just on our website of hey, you don't need to be swinging this bat. It's super unloaded. You're not going to get a lot of res- good results on it um, because it's it's so hard to whip through the zone. That the balance point is so far away from your hands that you're going to be mishitting hitting this ball all the time. Um, and so originally that was our number one selling bat, and now I think it's it's probably our fourth most popular badge just because of some of the education that we've, that we've done on our website for, for that bat. So.
0: Okay. So with, with no customization there for mind baseball, you know, what is, what is it size wise that you guys offer? Like, is there, is it 31 through 34? Like most, high school collegiate and pro guys or you know is what that consumer base you know not being that pro athlete or do you guys go down smaller than that as well what does that look like size wise and even when it comes to i guess just different colors that you guys offer since there is no customization you know what goes in the, the color basis as well
1: yeah so um our pro bats are 32 inches 33 33 and a half and 34 um The nice thing about what we do that most other companies don't do is is we offer a drop four, drop three, drop two, drop one, and drop zero. The big difference between what we do and others is that um, when we finish a bat, we weigh it at that point. And whatever it comes out to, that's the way that it's going to be. What most bat companies do is if you go on their website and you order a bat and you say, hey, I want a 110 turn. I want it to be 33 inches. I want it to be 30 ounces. They'll make the bat and then they'll weigh it. And whatever it comes out to, if it's too light, uh, I mean, if it's too heavy, then they're going to drill that cup down to a point that's that makes it hit that weight, right? So they're always changing the bat to make it hit weight. We don't do that. And the reason we don't do that is because we want the balance point to always be the same, no matter if you you get a drop four or a drop three or a drop two or one, or it's a 33 and a half inch bat versus a 32 inch bat, we always want the balance point on that specific model to be the same, because we calculated, this is the most optimal point for this baseball bat. This is where it's gonna perform best as long as the balance point is here. And if you take the cup further down, then the balance point changes. Or if you change the knob, the balance point changes. If you change anything in the bat, the balance point changes. So what's cool is we have guys who come into their bats, let's say they fall in love with the balance bat because they buy it for the first time. They get a 32-inch bat, drop four it's their first time swinging wood they love it right so the next year they get a little bit older they go to a 33 the balance point is exactly the same we have guys who have swung our bats for three years and they're like dude this bat feels perfect every single time and that's because the balance point on that same bat is always the same because we're not making any adjustments to hit a certain weight right we we get the bats in they weigh a certain amount that's the bat that we sell on our website so that's a big difference between us and others um With our pro bats, like I said, those are the ways. We also have youth bats. We have a drop eight and a drop five uh, youth youth bat. They use all the same quality standards as our pro bats, all the same pro wood, um, which most bat companies don't do. They kind of use their downgrade wood for their youth guys. Um, We only use pro grade wood. Those bats start at 27 inches and go up to 31 inches uh, our drop five goes to 32 inches. So guys who, you know, a drop three is just a little bit too heavy for them on a wood bat. Uh, they have got the option to do a drop five on a youth bat. So, so, uh, that's what we do on our youth bats for our pro bats. We have three main color options. We do, this is classic black and brown. Um, this is for guys that are more traditional. We have what we released last year. Um, this is our storm bat. This is black and brown finish. Super cool. When we came out with this last year, it became our number one seller really quickly. Uh, kind of looks like a storm cloud. And then this year we released what's become our number one seller this year is we call this a CD bat. And so it was meant to look kind of like a, like a CD um, finish. And so if you take this bat outside and you take it in the sun, it just looks incredible in front of, in front of people. So we've got, we released this back in uh, March and it's, it's just, it's been awesome for us. And, and so far, feedback has been pretty incredible. And it's the only bat that we offer that has this gloss finish. We call this our diamond gloss finish. It's a super hard exterior coat that we put on our bats that we don't put on any others. So a um, little different than what most companies do. Most companies let you customize however you want. We just say, hey, we're going to work really hard to make the coolest finishes that we can come up with. Uh, So just trust us. And whenever we release something, it's going to stand out. Trust us on that. Okay.
0: All right. I got three more things here for you. Then we'll go ahead and end it out. So, you know, I believe we went met maybe was it September, October of last year or sometime in the fall. I believe it was a couple months after that. I see on Instagram or you you texted me or something. I find out that, you know, your guys' facility, I believe there was a fire or something, something happened there. So take us through, you know, after that happened, you know you guys maybe shut down uh, you guys shut down uh, manufacturing there for a little bit or whatever happened. um you know, take us through you know from that moment in time to where you guys are at today, how you guys you know overcame that, you know and got back to, on your guys's feet and you know just continuously had success and to to where you guys are at right now.
1: Yeah, um that wasn't great. That was that happened on december twenty first. I got a text from my dad call me immediately. I was at the gym working out. It was like 545 in the morning, called them. Don't make a lot of phone calls at 545 in the morning, but called them. He said, she got a call from the fire department. There's been a fire at, at our, uh, at our office uh, and warehouse. And so that was pretty tough, man. I mean, we, we lost, I think it was about $200,000 worth of baseball bets um, immediately. I mean, there was nothing set that was salvaged from that point. Everything was lost. We lost all of our banners, all of our office equipment, basically, I mean, we lost everything. Um, The big trade show each year, which you might know is ABCA. Um, It was in Nashville this year. We had a big booth. We were going to make a big presence there. It was going to be our second year going to that um, since the relaunch. And we kind of had, we had to pull out because we just had nothing. We had no banners. We had no bats. We had nothing. Um, We could have showed up, but we just wouldn't have been standing in a big old empty booth. Um, So, so that was tough. But there's always a blessing in in times of of crisis like that we were we had been putting off a lot of big changes that we wanted to roll out that we were planning to do kind of a, a soft rollout throughout this upcoming year um in terms of what we knew would make our baseball bats the best baseball bats on the market and we would we were just going to kind of like slowly bring them in throughout the year but whenever we lost everything we said all right well let's if we're going to restart let's restart the right way and let's restart with the perfect baseball bat um and so every bat now um comes with an ink dot which means all our bats were were graded pro grade wood which means uh three degrees of less of slope of grain but people didn't see that ink dot so that a lot of people didn't believe that our grains were that straight so we added that to every bat we also added pre-compression to the barrel which means that we're compacting and compressing the wood on our side. That basically simulates most guys would have to get our bat three to 500 swings to really get that beach wood to be compacted and, and to their optimal hitting point. Um, We compress the wood before the bat even leaves our, our warehouse. Um, And so the bat should come out of the box hot as, as hot as the bat would be if it had three to 500 swings on it. That was a huge process for us. We went from what we called kind of our our intermediate finishing process, which is three layers of sanding, painting and sanding, a spray finishing process. We went to six layers, which was exclusive to our storm bat, but we wanted to put it standard across all of our bats. So we just were able to to really make our bats, when we relaunched, the best bats possible. Um, And we were able to just fast track a lot of the things that we had been putting off because we didn't know how to roll those out in the right way. Um, and we just decided, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. We've got nothing. Uh, if we're going to relaunch, let's relaunch with the best bats that we can possibly make. And that's what we've done. We're really happy. The feedback so far from the new bats have just been incredible. A lot of guys are like, um, you know, we offer a six month warranty, which, which is an industry best for a bat made out of a single piece of wood. And we've got guys who ordered a bat in November, broke their bat, placed their got their warranty bat in this month and are just like, dude, this bat is so much better than my last bat. I cannot believe how much different it is. It's like, well, yeah, we've added a lot of things since, since you bought your bat. You know, our whole philosophy is we want the next bat you buy from us to always be better than the last bat. Um, and that fire, as unfortunate as it was, allowed us to be able to do that um, in a lot quicker manner than we were going to be able to.
0: Okay. All right. So like I said, two more things here for you as you guys continue on, you know, this 2023 season gets rolling. You guys are continuously networking, connecting, you know, getting more clients heading to 2024, where that goal is to get that major league license again. You know, what is that vision that you guys have for mind baseball heading into, you know, next two, three years or so heading into 2024, 2025, 2026, you know, what does that vision look like here for mind baseball?
1: Yeah. So behind the scenes, it's, We've got a clear vision in terms of the amount of bats that we want to be manufacturing and selling each year. Um, we've been doubling our sales and doubling our the bats that we've manufactured every year since we relaunched. But next year, we want to five times the amount of bats uh, that we do this year. Um, there's going to be a couple of new things that we release over the next couple of months. Um, we want to make a bat that, you know, if you go on our website, most of our bats, because of all the things that we put into the bats, Start at one hundred and seventy nine dollars and go up to two hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, we feel like that's that matches all the all the effort and time and energy and all the the benefits that you get from our baseball bats um, that that make them stand out. But we want to make a baseball bat for guys that try your just want to try European Beach for the first time. They hear us talking about it, they see some of our advertisements like, man, I'm not going to spend two hundred bucks on a baseball bat. So we want to make a baseball bat under hundred dollars still using pro grade wood still offering guys a six month bat break warranty, but something that guys can, that are interested in European beach wood that they can try for the first time. And so that's going to be something that you'll probably start seeing advertisement for us posting about here in the next six weeks. Um, We've been hard at work to try to make something that's number one. We want to make sure the quality is good enough. We want to make sure whatever, whatever bat that we come up with has the same bones as this one does, because at the end of the day, if your beach, if your uh, wood sucks, then the bat's not going to perform that well. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to get a super high performing wood bat at a at a price point that someone can spend under $100 on. So that's a big process for us. Um, we're working on a, a composite bat. Um, that's something for, for guys that, you know, just, hey, I want something that's virtually unbreakable. You know, our bat is still made out of one piece of wood. And at the end of the day, there's, there's things that that you just can't control on a one piece wood bat it's made it's a bat made out of one block of wood right and it's taking baseballs at 80 90 100 miles an hour there's just things that you can't control and so we've been working really hard to come out with a deposit we've done a lot of testing um that's part of our plans something that we can potentially release next year um we think that'll be huge for us so between between where we're at right now um we've got a lot of bat projects in the works that can take us to that goal that we have next year of selling basically five times as many bats as, as we've sold this year.
0: All right. So for the final thing here on the JKR podcast, you know, everything that we have talked about, everything that we haven't talked about, you know, what is that final thing you got here for
1: the listeners today? Yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me on Jace. It's always great to be able to talk about our company Uh, for your listeners. We have a custom code just for you, the JKR podcast, anybody that uses that code, um, or goes to mindbaseball.com slash the JKR podcast gets 15% off their order. Um, if you guys want to try European Beechwood for the first time, I promise you, you won't find a better bat out there than the one that we make. We put a lot of pride and love and energy into making this the best baseball bat possible. We've done a ton of testing on our side to make sure that what we say matches up with, with the actual data out there. So try our bats. Go to our website, mindbaseball.com. Follow us on social media at mindbaseball. Um, if you want to try the bats, shoot me an email, lance at mindbaseball.com. I answer every single email. I'll throw you a custom discount code to get you a special rate off of it um, if you want to try European Beach for the first time in mind baseball. So, yeah, man, I really appreciate you having me on. I'm um, looking forward to talking to you more. Always enjoy listening to your podcast. Um, we're here. We're here. Okay.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, I, I like I said, you know, as I as I look through your guys' company, you know, I was pumped to, you know, dig into, you know, how exactly mind baseball was started and you know how European beach became more and more popular through you guys here in the United States. So, you know, super thankful for you coming on the show. You know, as you guys continue on through this 2023 summer going on and building your company, you know, whether that's connecting with you know, different youth ball players, players across the country, this and that you guys go on to, you know, 2024, 2025. Hopefully you guys, you know, best of luck, you know, reaching those goals that you guys have set out for yourselves. And again, just, just thanks for coming on the J care podcast.